preaching on Sunday morning. And I was specifically dressed like Mr. Rogers. Praise the Lord. Y'all guys know I just don't like suits, but uh, I'm always going to honor behind this desk. Amen. Won't you be my neighbor today? But I'm thankful for, <laughs> I'm just thankful for the spirit of the Lord that's already in the house. You know what that means? There's freedom here, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. I want to share with you a message that might seem a little elementary. Uh, when the Lord started dealing with me about it, I was like, well, Lord, they already know this. He was like, you're going to preach it this morning. I said, amen. Let's do it. Uh, if you got your Bibles with you, let's open up the Bible, this holy word of God, to Romans chapter 10. We may do things a little bit different once we get through uh, with this message, and that's all right. Amen. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 10, we're going to go down to verse 9. The songs we've sang, of course, the call to worship that Dad uh, did, it all ties into this. And I'm thankful for that because the Lord just gives you a good shot in the arm. He says, yeah, I'm, I'm behind you. I got you right on track. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. We always want to honor God's word. Amen. When they stood before the water gate, they stood all day long and read it, and the people wept. We always want to stand and honor God's word. Romans chapter 10, verse 9, and we'll probably do verse 9 and 10. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, that's what we're going to be preaching about this morning, His Lordship, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Praise God. Amen. Verse 10. For with the heart the man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to ask Brother Josh Powell if he would to pray for this morning. Brother Josh. Amen. Praise the Lord. In the Amplified Version, I'm a King James Version man. I'll, I'm, that's what Brother Byron says. Because I enjoy Shakespearean English. I always have. I think it's beautiful. But I also believe that we need to get understanding from God's Word. And all the Amplified Version is is just a breakdown of Hebrew and Greek. So I enjoy it. I know uh, Dad uses it as well. So let's read it there once again. And amplified version, just because we want to get some un more understanding of this. Because if you acknowledge and confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord, amen, and in your heart believe, you adhere to, you trust in, you rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Verse 10. For with the heart, a person believes. That's what you believe with is your heart. Not your physical heart that's pumping blood through your body right now. Your heart, who you are. That's your heart. Amen. You believe, adhere to, you trust in and rely on Christ. And so is justified 
which means you are declared righteous and acceptable to God. And when the mouth, he confesses, he declares openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation when you confess through your mouth. Verse 11 says, the scripture says, and I'm thankful for this, no man who believes in him, who adheres to, relies on, and trusts him, will ever be put to shame or be disappointed. Amen. You can put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Lord, and you'll never be disappointed. Amen. There's a lot of things you can put your faith in. There's a lot of things your heart can believe. Amen. We all are sitting here this morning, this Sunday morning in February. It's 11.32. It's 51 degrees outside. Who does your heart believe in? What does your heart believe in? Amen. Your heart, who you really are. You see, I can't see that. Dad can't see that. Brother Kevin can't see that. We can't see your heart. Amen. I can't see your heart right now. So that's why I'm asking the question this morning. What's your heart believe in? The Bible says, uh, the, the meaning of the word Lord, if you just look it up in the regular dictionary, means someone or something having power, authority, or influence. A master or ruler, one having power and authority over others. A ruler by hereditary right or preeminence, to whom service and obedience are due. There's that word we don't like, obedience. One that has achieved mastery or that exercises leadership or great power in some area. The synonyms for Lord are master, Lord and master, ruler, leader, chief, superior, monarch, sovereign, king, emperor, priest, governor, commander, captain, um, potentate, liege, on and on and we go. One of the synonyms was lion. I had to write that one down. Amen. This is who Jesus is, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus is not, at this moment in time, the humble rabbi that's come from Nazareth that's turning the world upside down with what he is teaching and preaching and with his power he is healing and ministering to folks. That's not who Jesus is right now. Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. He sits at the right hand of God as I'm speaking. This is the truth. Amen. His eyes, the Bible says, are a flame of fire. His hair is white. His feet are as though they are bronze. And He sits ruler and Lord over all. Amen. There have been several folks in just even the past couple of hundred years that have tried to figure out where we have come from, how were we made, and why are we here. And they have wrote books and wrote books and wrote books and they've debated and they've argued and I've read their debates. I know Mr. Hitchens isn't with us anymore, but Christopher Hitchens was one of the worst ones of them. Not only was the man just solely convinced that there was no God, if there was one, he had a few choice words from him. Ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't work. You don't go up to the king of kings and lord of lords and tell them how it is. They, he tells us how it is. Amen. Mr. Richard Dawkins and others, 
and I don't know why I'm going down this road. They, Mr. Stephen uh, Hawkins that just passed away, you know, saying there is no God, but they have no answer to the why, how we got here and the why we're here. I'll tell you why we got here. We were created by a creator who is God. Amen. There are too many systems in your body for this to be happenstance, just me talking about myself. Amen. I have a respiratory system that works with a, a system that pumps my blood, that works with a system that's my skin, that's over my skeletory system. I'm sorry. There are just too many systems inside of me alone for this to be happenstance. We were created by God who rules. Amen. They can't figure out why the universe doesn't just smash together. And at the moment, they're using the uh, dark matter. There has to be something holding everything together. No, ladies and gentlemen, there's not something holding everything together. There is someone who is holding everything together. Amen. This infinite universe that we live in, that we're so small, God holds it in place. He's spoken into creation. Can you, can you imagine that? Just his words that spoke this. Amen. Indeed, God is creator and Lord over all. Amen. Now, this word Lord in the Greek is kairios, if I said that right. I hope I did. And that means in the Greek, he's the head of the household. So anytime we see in the New Testament, whenever he says the Lord Jesus, amen, they're using this word here, this Greek word. When they're saying you're the head, you're number one, amen. Now, interesting, in John, just want to let you know this before we go further. John didn't use this word, kairos, until Jesus had been resurrected from the grave. You see, something that Brother Messier has spoken behind this pulpit, and he does whenever we're in some of his classes and things. If you beat death, you win. I was just talking to someone earlier this week, a brother of mine. We die. Grasshoppers die. Grass dies. Deer die. Amen. Everything on this earth dies. It does. So it stands that if you defeat death, you would be ruler overall. I'm glad to report this morning that that tomb's still empty, ladies and gentlemen. He did indeed defeat death. And I'm so excited to tell you, it was three days later. There wasn't anything going on in that tomb. The Holy Spirit came in the cracks. And that body of Jesus that was laying there dead, there was no life in it. That heart that he gave for us, the blood that he poured out for us that we sang at the beginning of service this morning, that heart started pumping again. That same blood that he poured out for us started moving through his body. Those same lungs that had been in such excruciating pain hanging there on that cross, you had to lift up to breathe, amen. Those same lungs that he had lifted up as he was sacrificing himself for us, the ones that gave out, amen, when he said, I give up the ghost, they began to expand and then decrease as the air started going back in his body. Amen. I'm glad to report to you this morning, this same Jesus who was laying dead in that tomb, his eyes that were closed and wrapped up, they popped open because he really came back to life. And when he did that, he was declared 
Lord over all. Amen? He becomes our Lord. We cannot deny this. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Confess Him, the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe with Him that this is what's happened. He will save you. Amen? A quick warning. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. You know what the Bible says here. The Bible says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, wait a minute. The Bible is not contradicting itself. Up here in Romans chapter 9, the Bible says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, he will save you. But we have a warning here, a quick warning, and I'm going to move on. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. You see, if he is Lord and ruler, and in authority, then that means we are to be obedient unto his authority. Amen? Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in thy name, and thy name have cast out devils, and thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. In my opinion, these are the scariest verses in this Bible. Amen? Just in my opinion. These are to me. And Matthew chapter 25, we see a visual uh, story that Jesus tells us to visualize this. Matthew chapter 25 and 10 says, And when they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to, to the marriage, and the door was shut. We're talking about the foolish virgins and the wise virgins here. Afterward also came the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord. Open up to us. But he answered and said, And verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man is coming. And ladies and gentlemen, that hour is very, very soon. Luke chapter 6 and 46 says, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the thing which I say? When we confess Christ as Lord, and we believe in our heart, that he is who he said he was. He gets put in a position of authority over us. Amen? This is what discipleship is. In other words, he can tell me what to do. He can instruct me on how to live. Amen? He'll tell me, yay. And sometimes he tells me not to do things. And then sometimes he instructs me to be obedient to him and do something. Amen? We always sometimes concentrate on the do nots. Sometimes the Lord's going to go to you and say, I need you to do this. Amen? When he becomes Lord over us, we are put under his authority. Amen? Well, who made Jesus Lord? Acts chapter 2 and 36 says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly, this is Paul speaking, that God hath made this same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. You see, from the beginning of time, God had intended that Jesus would be Lord. Amen. As I speak right now, I've just described to you where he is and what he looks like. But in Revelations, I believe it is, he wears a vesture across his chest that says, King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen. That means 
that He is ruler over all. At this moment in time, we live, we live in a sin that's it's sin cursed. And I'll tell you what's disturbing me. What New York has done, that disturbs me. What Virginia tried to do, that disturbs me. Does it not bother you that we will leave murderers and thieves and pay good tax dollars, by the way, now that I know how that system works, works, we'll put them in a jailhouse and feed them and give them a TV, and they've done wrong. But the little ones that we've born in this nation, we won't even give them a chance just because they're an encumbrance to our liberty. You want to say it's women's rights? I say it's not because some of those little babies are girls. What right do they have? You see, that makes me angry. That gives me a righteous anger. You want to see Brother Bryn get upset? You do wrong to one of the little ones. You're going to see me get upset. I'm going to get angry. I'm going to get mad. Amen. Thank God Jesus suffered and died on that cross. Every one of those little ones they murdered, their little souls goes into his kingdom because he is king and king and Lord of lords. Amen. He reigns with utter surety. And you have no right. And I know this is going on the internet, and so let it be. Brother Brian, you have no right to take their lives just because it's an encumbrance unto some of your freedom. We live in the most technologically wonderful nation in the world. You'd think we'd come up with a better idea. I got a better idea, if, and I, if I had the money, I would do it. I'd set up a clinic. If you don't want to have that kid, you come to the clinic. I will pay for everything if I had the money. You can have the baby and leave. I'll take the baby. I'll take the baby. Why? Because he's king of kings and lord of lords, and life to us is sacred. What did the Bible say? He said, I knew you before you were ever in the womb. He's king of kings and lord of lords, ladies and gentlemen. He rules over all. Amen. He rules over all. We live in a sin-cursed world right now. But I'm telling you, there's a day coming soon. They've already got the utensils for the building. They even have it. Don't forget to show them that little coin Brother Hughes gave you. Yeah, we've got to show them that. They even have little coins now that you can give to the, and Dad will show the, you that when the temple gets built. Sister Hughes has got one right now. She's holding it up. Look, ladies and gentlemen, there's a coin you can take to the temple whenever it gets built. They've already got the utensils. They've already got the red cow, that beautiful red cow. Amen. I'm telling you, that dome of the rock is going to be removed. The Jewish people are going to build a temple. Amen. One day the Antichrist is going to defile that thing. But then there's going to be another day. Another day when this same Jesus that I'm preaching about is going to blow through the, those, those eastern gates like they were nothing. They'll waste away before His glory. It'll be something to see. We'll get to see it. He's going to march down that road, right straight beeline for that temple. He's going to go in there, and he's going to sit down, and the Bible says he will rule with an, a rod of iron because he is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? Amen? 
Now, you got to understand something. He can't just be your Lord or your Savior, your Savior or your Lord. He has to be your Lord and your Savior. Amen? Your Lord and your Savior. This is one of the things that church, churches have fought so much. Because we, we don't, nobody ever wants to be put under anybody's authority. We don't want people to tell us, instruct us how to live or tell us what to do. Yet there God is. And that's where the rub comes for us. But as we see in this, this scripture that I'm fixing to share with you, when you make Christ your Lord, you become a free man. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 21, the Bible says, Are thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayest be free, use it rather. Verse 22, listen to this. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also, he that is called being free is Christ's servant. You are bought with a price. Be ye not the servants of men. What he's telling me here is if I put myself under his lordship, I become a free man. You see, sin has been doesn't have dominion over me anymore. I don't have to worry about that. Amen. I have an advocate with the Father. I don't have to worry about death. That's what most people worry about, don't they? They want to stay young and they want to live for as long as possible. We kill ourselves working out just so we can have a healthy life. And working out is good. But we see here that if we become put ourselves under his lordship, we become a free man. You see, whenever Jesus does that, when he walks into that temple, when he rules for a thousand years with a rod of iron, he says that I'll get to rule with him. I'll rule and reign with him. Jesus is a friend that sits closer to a brother. He's always right there with us. But also we exalt him to the place of his lordship. Amen. We put him in authority over us. And by doing so, I become a free man. The world has no chains on this old boy. <laughs> I'm free. You know why I'm free? Because he's Lord. He's my Lord. Amen. I tell you what we're going to do when I get through with this. I just feel this in my heart. If it's all right, when we get through preaching, we're going to get Brother Greg up here. We're going to sing, He's My King. Amen. Is that all right? That's what we're going to do. Let me get through preaching real quick. We're going to praise the Lord here in a second. He's my Lord. Amen. You know, and I'm just going to give you an example of this. Brother Harold Hanks, he preached on this as well. I like this little donkey. In Luke chapter 19, verse 30 says, Saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in the which at your entering you'll find a colt tied there, one on every man sat. Loose him and bring him hither. I love that part. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man ask you, Why do you loose him? Thus say to him, Because the Lord has need of him. Amen. And they were sent away and found even as he had said unto them. When they were loosening the colt, the owners thereof said unto them, Why ye loose the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Jesus. They cast their garments on the colt and they set Jesus thereon. You see, some of you out there and even myself one time, we were connected and tied up and chained to the world. There we were. We, did, we couldn't go any further. 
We were chained to the world, amen? But God sent somebody to loosen us. God said, you go loosen them, amen? You set them free because the Lord has need of them, amen? You think about in your life, whenever those chains, those bondage of sin was wrapped up, had you tied up, you couldn't go nowhere, you were not free, you were miserable. I know that Hollywood, I understand that the Facebook and all that stuff makes that glamorous world of, a, you know, I could get all that I want and have anything. The truth of it is, you need to go to the the arrest report and look at some of these folks that Josh and Brother Kevin and Ty and Brother Doug's dragging in. That's not what, what they put in all those commercials. That ain't it, ladies and gentlemen. You want to see what the world does to you? Look at the arrest report. I saw a picture of a 30-year-old man that got arrested for killing somebody, almost trying to kill somebody over a property line. I'm 35, and I look younger than him. Sin makes you look old. Meth especially makes you look old. There's no freedom out there. Amen. But if I confess with my mouth, Lord Jesus, you are King of kings and you are Lord of lords, and I believe in my heart you are exactly what you said you are. You went to Calvary. You spilled all your blood. You really died. You spent three days in a tomb. And on the third day, you really came back to life. And it's just as sure as I'm standing here, and I believe that in my heart. Guess what? I am now a free man. Amen. I'm a free man. Amen. Because I put myself under his lordship. You teenagers, you young folks, I know whenever you're going through your teenage years, I know it's hard. I understand it. You want to do what you want to do. Uh, there's some teenagers that just want to do things because other teenagers do them. And if they don't, they feel like they're missing out. Let me tell you what. You ain't missing out on nothing out there. You make God, Jesus Christ, your Lord. Amen. And you believe in your heart and let him be your Savior. And you will be free. Well, Brother Brian, if I do that, they might make fun of me. Look, they made fun of me too. They made fun of my grandmother. The Bible says if you believe, if they Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. That's just tough. You're going to have to hate me. The Lord is King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen? I want to be a free man. That's what I want to be. I enjoy my freedom in God. Amen? There ain't nothing in this world that can beat it. We got to capture that again, ladies and gentlemen. We got to capture that freedom once again. Make him our Lord. Yes, he's going to say yes to some things. He's going to say no to others. That's okay. I got a boss that tells me yes or no, too. I have to do what she says. Amen? There's always going to be somebody in authority over you, but there's never going to be somebody in authority over you that's going to look at you and say, you're free. I want to set you free. Only Jesus can do that. Amen? And in his kingdom. Praise the Lord forever. He's my king. Amen? First, uh, first, Second Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, the king, the master, the ruler, there is liberty. Amen. We find liberty. Young folks, listen to me. You won't find liberty going out into the world. Relationships won't do it. The other extra... Curricular activities that you can partake of out there won't do it. You won't find yourself in any liberty. All you'll find yourself doing is taking the chain 
and clasping it to your wrist. Amen. That's what's going to happen to you. I don't know why the Lord's dealing with me so heavy about our young people. Look, I'm scared for our young people. You see why? Things are different now. They have these little windows in their pocket. These little windows. Everyone's connected. You know? And these things talk to them. And most of the time they do what they say. The only thing with me in this window is I look on Pinterest and I try to order things off of Amazon without Lisa knowing it. <laughs> you know, that's my, there's my downfall. I'm like, oh, that's so neat. You know, so what are you doing? I'm sorry. I probably need to delete that app. Pinterest isn't for ladies, okay? There's a lot of cool Toyota stuff on there. And uh, it gets me in trouble. But these little windows, they're talking to our young folks, you know. They speak to them. And I'm telling you, they it's just the world. Amen. You can say, well, Brother Brian, it don't seem bad. It seems good. And I'm closing, I promise. Well, yeah, some of those things don't seem too bad. But there was a day whenever Eve was walking through the garden and the snake was used by the devil. And he said, look at the tree of good and evil. See, good isn't God, ladies and gentlemen. God is good. But when the enemy comes to you, he's going to make that that chain look good. He's going to make that look good. He's going to put a, a nice little bow on it. He's going to wrap it up real nice, Brother Dan. Look at this. Look at this, Eve. This is good. There's nothing wrong with this. Everybody's doing it. Matter of fact, if you eat this, you'll become like God. What's wrong with that? God's good, right? All along, the Lord had told Adam, do not eat of that tree. That's the only thing I don't want you to do. Don't eat of that tree. I put it here for a reason because relationships are built on trust. You trust me to provide for you, I will trust you to be obedient to my lordship and not touch that tree. And it was the good part of the tree that got us in this mess to begin with. It wasn't the evil part of the tree. Eve was seduced by the good part of it. Young ladies and gentlemen that are out here, that's the part that's going to get you every time. It's not the evil part. Yes, I know there are satanic death metal bands in Finland that if you were to read their lyrics would make your eyeballs melt. Amen. Uh, there's that mess is out there. That's evil. One of the top metal songs right now is Rotting Christ. There's evil stuff out in that world. Amen. There is that. But for us, for the majority, it's always that good part that'll get you every time. Amen. Make Jesus your Lord. You do that by confessing Him. Amen. Look at the lives that are around you. The people that made God their Lord and their Savior. Look how blessed they are. Look how, and you know, every time in the New Testament, whenever someone prayed to God, to Jesus, what was the first thing they said? Lord. Lord, will you heal my eyes? I can't see. Lord, Lord, will you heal my son? He's crazy. He falls in the fire. Lord, I have an issue of blood. 
Lord, 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 will you help me? Lord, will you heal me? Lord, will you touch me? Every time they ask anything of God, they said, Lord. They put him in the position that he belongs in. I'd also like to say this to Brother Greg. Musicians, come on up here. We're going to sing, He's My King. Brother Greg, you get ready if you don't mind to sing, He's My King. Yeah, or Brother Dan, either one of you can. He's my king. We're just going to sing it as we close. Amen. And then after we get through singing, we'll let Dad have it. But Brother Messer always, always told us, you will either bow the knee now or you will bow the knee later. Because there's coming a day when the Bible says that God separates the sheep from the goats. But also in that, the Bible says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. I tell you what, I'd rather do it right now. I'm just going to do it right now. I ain't going to do it later. I don't want to do it, especially in that setting. I'm going to bow the knee now and say, Lord Jesus, <laughs> you are Lord and King over all. And I owe everything to you. Amen. You're my everything. Let's stand and sing with Brother Dan. He's my King. Amen. It's on page 20 if you want to join us with us.